and welcome to Rogue Pixels, the podcast that shares your love of the biggest and best animations online. Each week, I, Colm O'Hearn, chat with the creators of the most successful tunes on the internet to learn all about how those cartoons came into existence. This week, we are talking about FNF's bizarre anime adventure, the Dio and Boyfriend battle for the ages from your friends at Mashed. Released in July 2021, this JoJo's Bizarre Adventure slash Friday Night Funkin' mashup tune has racked up over 5 million views and it continues to rise every day. Look, why don't you have a listen to a short clip of the beginning of FNF's bizarre anime adventure, and then I'll be right back on the other side of that to chat with two of the people who were involved with creating this cartoon. You thought you defeated me? <laughs> you two stars are pathetic. All you achieved in our last battle was to postpone your death. Like a fisherman returning to shore for a forgotten rod, only to go back to sea and be lost in a storm. <laughs> Joining me today to talk about FNF's bizarre anime adventure are some familiar voices. Firstly, Mashed series producer and the writer of this very cartoon, it is Ben Michael. Hello, Ben. Hello, Colin. And alongside Ben is Mashed's in-house animator, it's Liam McKeown. Hello, Liam. Giaditsha. Good to be back, Colin. Uh, Dias Murugut. Great to have you back, Liam. Before we get into the nitty-gritty of this cartoon, can you, Ben Michael, sum up the story of FNF's Bizarre Anime Adventure in 60 seconds or less, please. Basically, Dio versus Jitaro battle, like an imaginary that happening again, but Dio's got the upper hand um, and from Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, but this time, his friend, boyfriend, steps in to take to save him and take on Dio. Uh, and his stand is basically playing um, Friday Night Funkin'. Um, so his stand's girlfriend on the speakers, and they kind of go into a game. So yeah, it starts out as sort of a parody anime, and then it turns into a parody anime during F- Friday Night Funkin' gameplay. And it's just a bit of fun. Firstly, Ben, what possessed you to do this JoJo FNF crossover cartoon? Because... From what I can see, Mashed didn't exactly have loads of previous with FNF. You'd only done one FNF cartoon before, and that was the FNF versus Smash Bros. tune, which was only a couple of months before this one came out. So, yeah, why, I guess? We made it because I think it just, I think a lot of it was because, I don't know if everybody knows about JoJo's, but it's sort of, um, the stand element, like in the show, they're completely insane. You know, like they, this is, I mean, I think there's even a comment, which is like that this is not an unbelievable stand for the show. So it just felt like a natural fit. And also like, I love, like there's something really kind of pure anime about that fight. Um, And Dio, especially like, I love Dio. Like he's just so camp and ridiculous and his tortured weird metaphors that don't translate very well and just like i mean there's something where he calls her like a milkmaid or something in the original fight or yeah it's just great and right he's really fun to write because he's so hammy um so i think it literally was like this would be fun 
we would have fun making it. The viewers would have fun watching it rather than a grand vision. Was Jojo the bigger attraction then you'd say then FNF? Because I guess you had done Jojo inspired cartoons up to this point, a, a good number. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jojo stuff always does really well. I mean, I think it's because even though I don't know of a lot of people who like, like the content of like seen the show, like I've seen some of it, I haven't even seen all of it, but like, it's, um, it's like, it's just that it works well. Like it's a good thing where like, I mean, the stands themselves are always really fun to play with. Like um, we've done a couple of cartoons that sort of, based on it and there is just something that's kind of high anime about the whole show like that just works like i mean it's why the first super anime brothers i think was jojo um and we've got sort of a bit of a history with the show on the channel so yeah it's it but then also fnf was quite hot at the time and it was quite you know it was we love the sort of interactivity of it and how much fans are involved in it so it sort of feels like making fan-made content is part of like why that that game is popular so yeah it was a fun thing just you know just a marriage that made sense mm-hmm. so liam talk to me about the animation of this one then because you roughed it did clean up colored it and i believe you did all that for the first section let's call it the the more the jojo's bizarre adventures uh looking section of the cartoon but you also concepted the whole thing is that right? And roughed the FNF part of the cartoon. Yeah, basically, uh, so what we'll call it, we'll divide up into the anime portion to the gameplay portion of uh, the cartoon, where uh, pretty much I was given uh, the rundown of the script uh, that this is how it's going to be. Like, uh, Jotaro is uh, pretty much defeated, is on the brink of defeat, being defeated, but uh, boyfriend would eventually step in to come in to rescue him. So basically I began with just uh, doing storyboard thumbnails to break down each of the shots, just to get quick, rough illustration idea of how to present the storyline while at the same time, trying to keep a lot of the anime aesthetics of the Jojo's uh, bizarre adventure animated uh, feature, which actually uh, helped a great deal in the production of uh, this project because there's a lot of need there's no real need for uh over the top character motions movements or uh gestures or anything you can really just do like a strong still dynamic pose uh, make it nice and detailed and striking and let that just drive a lot of the shot for you and due to these your characters being overly uh insanely detailed with their muscular physiques it was always a <laughs> a fun way to illustrate the characters uh, in a way but in regards to the second portion where it came into the fight into the gameplay uh, fight segment uh, what i did is i kind of like laid out the bases in a bit of a wee quick animatic breakdown of like uh, these are where the characters are lined up in positions drew out rough key poses of uh, dio's model and his stand model while all the models for girlfriend and boyfriend from this in the feature are actually sourced from the game itself since the game became quite a bit of an open source project uh, for anyone to really get hold of to play and then it's been quite uh, heavily modded in the fan community especially that the fan community has been one of the main influences towards the development of uh, the fight segment in this year project the people have been trying to create a lot of like these narrative driven little uh, stories with the boyfriend and girlfriend doing a rap battle and you have three songs in amongst it but interluded between them are like speech bubble cutscenes 
which also I use to translate into my, into our uh, production as well. It's been a great deal of fun just uh, drawing these here characters, though. Uh, my lack of knowledge of uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventures before the production of this here was minimalistic. I never really got around to watching the anime until maybe a number of months after the production of this uh, show. And I obviously know that it, we have one particular aspect of uh, this uh, show that is that doesn't make sense, uh, uh, which is... Uh, Jotaro's stand is destroyed, but of course, in the actual series, if a stand is destroyed, then the user is killed in the process. So, right, we we kind of blundered on that, but uh, well, we're we're never perfect, but we do what we can to entertain. Nobody's perfect, I believe, is the phrase. Yeah, but that's quite an interesting thing. <laughs> like, I I actually wasn't aware of that. So, head animator and head writer, neither of you were totally off a with Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. I mean, to be honest, it's more that sometimes we just don't care that much um, because like, yeah, like it's a parody, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. a joke. Like it's not like we're not writing an episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. And actually I think like stands can't attack people anyway. Like they can only attack each other. So like the whole premise of the thing is sort of flawed. Like, because, you know, the world tries to attack Chicharo when he's kind of lay on the ground, which he wouldn't, been able to do and i guess jachara would be dead so we wouldn't even need to you are parodying you don't have to like you you can take bits of it and apply them to the story that you want to tell yeah i mean i guess it's important to always remember that this is all made up um so like (laughs) (laughs) like um, and we're making up stuff about made up stuff and a lot of things aren't that consistent if you watch them carefully anyway especially when you're in the video game law like it's so contradictory um but also, like, it's fun for people to call us out on stuff and get into squabbles with each other about things and stuff. Like, we don't mind, you know? Like, I mean, sometimes there's stuff that we know is wrong, but we're like, oh, well, people will enjoy pointing out mm-hmm. how wrong we are. And, you know, so, like, sometimes you just want to tell a story or make a joke and not, like, worry about the minutiae of the whole thing. Yes, indeed. When it came to the gameplay, what I really thought as mainly an animator to concept this year is that I wanted to give the audience a more authentic uh, uh, design of how you view the gameplay and try and present that in an animated format rather than just being a typical uh, animation of the two just singing or uh, what you would see like in general, but to try and incorporate the actual gameplay and just the setup, the look uh, and the style of it for that, just to give it like an authentic feel so that people who view this here and knows of the series or the game uh, could nearly think like, oh my goodness, this year almost looks like a, this year could be just like a modded gameplay and all mm-hmm. that. And it's, uh, it just, I just really wanted people to take away that sort of impression of it all. And I think we achieved that really well. I mean, it, it, it does. It looks like Friday Night Funkin', you know? It, it couldn't look more like the game. On that section, Ben. It's a huge pain in the ass, if that's the question. Yes, it was a huge pain <laughs> in the ass, and lots of things went wrong, and it was a total bloody mess. But we, yeah, what was the question? I mean, I was going to ask you a different question, but you can carry on there if you like. Was it difficult? It was really difficult. Yeah, I mean, it was. I think it's because there was a lot of moving parts and a lot of different people working on different sections. So actually, the intro stuff was easy peasy, because, like, as Liam said, like, 
it's mostly like poses and just two guys, three guys having a chat, basically. Also, like, I mean, even with like the music, was it Joe who did the music? Who did the his mold? Yeah. So his first version, like, was just music, and they would reply, but then like Dio didn't make any mistakes at the end. And it was like, well, that doesn't make any sense because if he doesn't make any mistakes, then it wouldn't die. And then even just like the stacking up of the arrows and everything, like, because I think, what was it? We had one guy doing just that, didn't really? And one guy doing the animation. And then we needed room for the speech bubbles. Yeah. So basically in this year project, we had a lad called uh, Mor- uh, Morrow who took, who was f- focusing on animating the uh, the actual fight segment of trying to apply the gameplay. So what he had to do is he had to try and match up all the arrows that are coming on the screen to try and match them at the beat of uh, the music. And thus, if the music was overly complex, uh, it was going to make it that much more insanely difficult to really get the timing and animation of these arrows to be playing through a full section of animation uh, perfectly. He, he said that he... Uh, took the music into the actual game itself and tried to get the game to register the music and create up like a, uh, like its own interpretation of the arrows playing about. And then he used that as like a template to uh, carry that into the animation. But even so after all the uh, arrows will go play and will play through the screen, we have to go through and get the characters to swap their poses uh, in regards to the different arrow beats. And as uh, the, and we have those sex, these like special sections where uh, Dio suddenly makes all the arrows kind of like blob up to go and attack boyfriend. It just gets insane. Like, okay, how does this here work? And are we going to pull this year off? Right. But I think this year is just a thing that you don't have to take overly too seriously. We're not going to get 100%. I think that part doesn't like totally marry up music to visuals wise, but it's, it's kind of close enough. Again, it's one of those just like, eh, it's, it's good. It's you get it. You know, like it's fine. It's a joke. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I mean, I think it, it came out really well. I definitely remember working on this one up until its release. I think we almost certainly delayed its release. Either it was a Friday or it was later that day. And I remember still doing sound notes on it like an hour before it went out. Really? So yeah, definitely. It was a tricky one to get right. Probably why we haven't made loads more. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> sometimes that's the answer. If we ever get onto grunt battle, the answer is huge pain in the ass to make. <laughs> like, <laughs> but my original question about the FNF portion of the cartoon was going to be about boyfriend and specifically boyfriend's voice. Who made the decision to have boyfriend's dialogue just be beeps and boops? I'm I'm pretty sure I was pretty adamant about that. It had to be the case, like he cannot speak any proper dialogue. In that case, Liam, take your flowers, my son, because that was an inspired choice. In the way that the second portion, the gameplay portion, is faithful to Friday Night Funk, and it feels like that flows throughout the cartoon. And it like having boyfriend speaking beeps and boops it connects those two sections more so than if he was just if he was talking like a jojo's bizarre adventure character beep boop beep boop beep boop beep boop beep boop beep 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 boop boop it's just hilarious whenever we got the the first audio track of boyfriend it's just like beep boop bop beep it really works it's just hilarious i mean the idea i guess I think it's Kevin Afghani, uh, who's really great, basically got him to 
sort of have the words in his head so that he's he's saying what he's actually saying but only using that as sort of the language but yeah the, the gibberish with a purpose is quite a fun thing to get through I mean, it's actually quite easy to choose takes and everything too. So like, you know, maybe we could do more. <laughs> but yeah, it's fun. And I think it does bring a lot to that. Because um, also then we had decisions about like when we get into the gameplay, should Dio then be beat booping too? Because nobody like actually like speaks. Um, but yeah, I think I think it landed right. Like it makes sense. And it, you know, um, again, I think there's a couple of slight logic gaps in the whole thing, but like, it doesn't matter, I think, and it works well and is funny the way it is. So, yeah, it's a good cartoon, man. I hadn't watched it in such a long time that I think when you said we were going to do this one, I had totally forgotten I'd written it. Um, but, yeah, it was, uh, it's was. it got some good bits in it. I like it. it, it yeah. <laughs> Liam, the last time you were on the podcast, you spoke about a cartoon that you animated entirely by yourself, that being No Mercy. But here, yeah, there are... I think it's five or six other people credited with having something to do with the animation. What do you personally prefer? Do you like the control of, you know, this is all on you. You look after every section of this. Or do you like, you know, leading a project or or working with others on a cartoon? Well, it is technically a, a hard thing to really precisely say, like, which one would I prefer? Because there are pros and cons to both sides, of course. Uh, like you say, whenever you're working on a, a project completely solo where you have complete control over everything, that is really all your responsibility and you at least put in your entire skill set into one project. And if you're able to put in a lot of passion or the creative skill that you could, if you only had the time though, then you can really make a great, fantastic piece without worrying about conflicting art styles and uh, designs from different animators working alongside you now granted in this project we didn't have much of that issue because i pretty much roughed out the entire animation from start to finish but and that and that allows other people to come in to help with the cleanup process this isn't like our first uh, project that we did as a group uh, or anything we've done many group projects before this year project but each time we have done uh, group projects over and over we are gradually improving and trying to develop our organization skills me and i'm trying to perform and improve my skills as an animator director to help manage and direct uh, the teams uh, in these productions especially trying to do a lot of like quality control to make sure that we avoid having shots line up against each other that have very conflicting looking uh, art styles or uh, body anatomy uh, illustrated because a person who draws a character may draw them more cartoony while a person while another artist is more uh, capable of drawing them in a more anime art style with proper anatomy form so you just have to make sure to balance on where this person's skills lies better at while another person has different skills for a different section and one Last question that I like to ask people that worked on the cartoons that we're discussing on Rogue Pixels. What is your favorite part of the cartoon that we have discussed today? So Ben Michael, I know you said you watched it for the first time in quite a while and you were, uh, if anything, blown away by your own work. No, so no, I didn't say can, that. Can you, can, you, can you tell me? And so you should be. So you should Script-wise, I like the bit at the beginning where he talks about the um, 
fisherman's rod and coming back just because I like Dio's tortured metaphors in general. And um, I just sort of like Dio and I think he's just sort of funny. Like he's just r- ridiculous throughout the whole thing. Um, but yeah. And then it just looks good. It's good. Good cartoon. And same question to you, Liam. What's your favorite part of FNF's bizarre anime adventure? Whenever I was having to be tasked to concept and design Jojo style boyfriend, it was by far a hilarious uh, interpretation of giving him this here like big, massive gigachad jaw. The last thing that stood out to me the most, which I found by far hilarious, was uh, during the last uh, segment where uh, boyfriend is survived a barrage of uh, notes uh, and he's rapping away uh, no problem and then Dio and his uh, stand the world just take a moment of stunned but Morrow snuck in a little addition to the shot that I've never added in in a rough work but these big huge googly sort of like stunned eyes uh, just imprinted on uh, uh, the world it was just just like hilarious the moment she just pops on and this like clicks it was just like Oh my god, this is hilarious! I can't believe I never thought of that. But it was just good timing uh, to introduce such a extra little detail from someone else's uh, side of the creative work. Now, obviously, an important part of videos on the internet is the comment section. So, I have poured over all eight thousand comments on this cartoon, every single one, and I have picked out a couple of my favorites. So, our first one here is from Lulu. Don't believe it's the singer, but if it is, Lulu, if you're listening, hi, do get in touch. We'd love to have you on the show. (laughs) Uh, Lulu said, nobody's going to talk about how accurate Dio's dialogue is to the anime. All those analogies are so Jojo. Oh, thanks, Lulu. No, appreciate it. Zephra commented and said, man, this animator really loved drawing hands. Every vid I've seen so far has super in-depth hands and movement. Understandable considering how much of a pain they are to draw right. Do you love drawing hands? Are hands very difficult to draw? Tell me, you know, a non-animator. They can be a pain in the arse to draw at times, especially if you're requiring a reference and that's if you try looking at your own hand and trying to do the sort of like gesture or whatever you're trying to uh, create for your animation it's really hard to do it yourself without actually getting someone to get involved get the picture on all that or mm-hmm. go finding a specific uh picture online of the right angle and the few right angle and the gesture that you're looking for to uh, uh, mimic but there's been a few times i think i was using a i would use a template in clip studio paint where you can get like a 3d model and you can pose up the hand uh, as you need as you need it while other times it was just more getting uh, uh, some references as possible but then many other times it's just a matter of uh, thinking of it uh, straight from the head a lot of like rough illustration to build it up from scratch and because it was a jojo anime style it felt like i had to really put in a bit of extra detail in the sort of like hand structure like all the wee bones and uh, the and the lines uh, from all the bending and creases uh, from your knuckles. Because it's Jojo, you probably have to put some extra, like put like a bicep in there on the hand, <laughs> a couple of little peck around the side. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you very much for your insight into 
FNF's bizarre anime adventure, lads. Uh, but now it is time to test your knowledge on one of the main characters of this very cartoon. Seven <laughs> <That> goes well. <laughs> it's time to find out how well do you know Dio Brando. So let's play a little quiz. Simple enough. If you're a regular listener, you know the pattern now. Both my guests here will get uh, one question each and then it'll be a sort of a free-for-all final question. So, uh, Liam, uh, you are on top of my screen here, so you can have the first question. In 2018, creator Hirohiko Araki... I hope I'm getting that right, Araki, uh, told Katoba magazine that the character of Dio was influenced by a villain in which 1980s movie? Oh, bloody hell. I'll give give you a clue. It is a Harrison Ford film. Oh, I might actually know this one. Um, Unfortunately, my uh, Jojo's knowledge is nowhere close to my Overwatch uh, knowledge uh, from... No Mercy's uh, commentary. It is passed to you, Ben, for fun. I think it's the little boy in Witness. No, I think it's, um, is it the, is it Rutger Hauer character in Blade Runner? Yeah, it is uh, Roy Batty. He's a lot camper than Rutger Hauer is, to be fair. I mean, they're both blonde. I'll give him that. (laughs) I don't really remember Rutger Hauer playing it quite that way. Ben, your first real question. Dio Brando has four children. Name them. No, no, yeah, their names are... Dio's got children. (laughs) Okay. uh, Name one. Name one. um, There's a... Bonzo... Mutley, Hermitage, and uh, Pasta. You got one! Pasta! No, you didn't. I'm joking. Oh, um, come on. No. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, do you know any of them, Liam? Uh, hell, uh, hell no. I'm afraid not. <laughs> if those questions were the other way around, I would have been really on point. Dio Brando's four children are Giorno, Giovanna, Donatello versus... Uh, Rikiel and Ungalo. Wow. So I know some people screaming at their listening devices. So to be fair, sometimes we only watch what we need to watch to make the parodies. No, <laughs> 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 JoJo's is really fun. It's a good one. Liam, your second question. What is the first line of dialogue? And again, yeah, this is the, the round that is about the cartoon we're talking about today. What is the first line of dialogue that comes out of Dio Brando's mouth in FNF's Bizarre Anime Adventure. Nani indeed. Yeah, well done. Point on the board for Liam McKeown. Ben, your second question. What is the first line of dialogue that comes out of Dio Brando's mouth in FNF's Bizarre Anime Adventure in the FNF portion, the gameplay portion of the cartoon? Oh, he... F- but once that begins, what, what does... What's the first line of dialogue out of Dio's mouth? Oh, he finishes saying something. He's saying like... I, I Okay, I'll give you that. He says a word. Uh, <laughs> um, damn it. Not damn it. Chance. Uh, ah, time. Uh, kill. Liam, do you know? You. Liam McKeown. Absolutely bossing it today. When it comes to our animation... 
I will know it. <laughs> and one final question. Can it be about a 1980s movie? Um, it's about... I mean, I, I'm going to reference some people from the 1980s. Uh, so, some people believe that Dio Brando was named after both Ronnie James Dio and Marilyn Brando. But from what I was able to find out on the internet, the creator, Araki, again, I apologise for the pronunciation, uh, they said Dio Brando was named after something else and somebody else in fact can you tell me who either of you Rio Ferdinand no <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Diego Maradona no do you know Liam uh, no clue I have no other idea of who else would be under the name of Dio it is in fact God. What? Because Dio is the Italian word for God. Well, he's based on... That's how this dude pictures God. Well, that's what he's named after. That's who he's named after. Oh, I see, I, I see. That makes more sense. character is based on, off yeah, like, you know what I think God's a bit like? <laughs> Can you imagine? Man, if you went to heaven and that was God, you would be so <laughs> surprised, you know? Congratulations, Liam. Well done on your win. Uh, did I not win? <laughs> yeah. Yay, I got through by one point. <laughs> what's the What's the prize, though, Colin, for winning? My respect. That is absolutely worthless. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> am, I, am I bragging rights upon you, Ben? Yes, indeed. Um, so now it is time for the final part of the show. This is called In Case You Missed It. And this is where I and my wonderful guests tell you, the listener, about something that we like that's on the internet. It is a recommendation from us. It can be something from quite recently. It can be from a while ago. It can be animation-based. doesn't have to be animation-based. There are zero rules. So, Liam McKeown, would you like to start us off? What's something you'd like to recommend to the people at home? There is actually a YouTube channel that I came across. I'm just uh, trying to find the uh, name of it. Uh, but they're, uh, uh, they have like this here ser- They have a series uh, called Analyzing Evil. Uh, the channel is called The Phila... Uh, file i basically they uh, like do a breakdown of different uh, film or tv series characters and run and going through the lead up of their evil intentions or what brought them to where they are as like a fill-in of a show so the last one i watched was analyzing uh my uh michael corleone from the godfather it's a really good series and they also done the various characters of breaking bad uh, if you ever want to listen Sounds, yeah, sounds, sounds good. Uh, ben, what would you like to recommend to the people at home? Okay, I mean, Top Gun Maverick? Can I recommend Top Gun Maverick? That's the only thing I can think of right I th- now. I think you can because that's on Paramount Plus, isn't it? I believe. So, yeah, that fits the bill. Does it? Top Gun I, uh, Yeah, and I can say I've also seen it. It blew me away. I, I thought it was it's excellent. so good. It's so much fun. And actually, like I know a lot of people who hadn't seen the first one, and they were like, oh, well, I'll watch the first one, I'll watch this. And they watched the first one and didn't like it. And then they were like, well, I guess I'll watch. I've done the ground homework, so I'll, I'll watch um, Top Gun Maverick. And then they loved Top Gun Maverick because it's such a bloody good movie. And uh, I'd say they don't make them like that anymore, except for this particular movie. <laughs> But yeah, and it's weird because it's got so many flaws. Like you don't care about any of the other characters, really. You don't even really care about Maverick all that much. Like he's just sort of almost like a cartoon character. It's, it's got this wishy-washy weird relationship with um Jennifer. 
Connolly. Jennifer Connolly. And she's not even all that good in Labyrinth, but she's a very good actress now. But yeah, it is brilliant, man. From the beginning to the ludicrous end. The ludicrous beginning to the ludicrous end. It's a fantastic film. And you can watch it on the internet. My recommendation, you can also watch on the internet. However, on different app, uh, on the YouTube app. And what I am recommending is something called Hey E.W., and that is a, how would I describe it? It's like a little 10 to 15 minute interview where one guy, a wrestler called RJ City, will interview another wrestler. And RJ City is a very funny man and he basically takes the mick out of the wrestlers he is speaking with. I, I would highly recommend that. It is a... Uh, really enjoyable wrestling adjacent content. Now it is time while we actually wind things down, it's time to tell people where they can find you on the internet. As has been established, Ben Michael says, get away. Don't find me on the internet. Liam McKeown, where can people find you? Um, yeah, just, uh, same place as before. We'll just stick with that for now. Uh, on Twitter, my handle is at Liam 2D. I don't post as often. I'm occupied with work unfortunately fortunately he means <laughs> he loves it and also like you can find me on the if you can find me on the internet bands of mash come and yeah let's have a chat we'll chit chat the important place <laughs> for people to go to is youtube.com forward slash mash yeah that's where yeah that's where you follow us and like where we communicate most i mean you'll never get anything from me on any other platform colin this is gonna need like a chainsaw taken to it this one you're gonna you know to like the people at home they'll never know And that just about does it. Thank you very much, dear listener, for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please do subscribe and leave us a review on your podcast app of choice. You can also find us on social media. We are at Rogue Pixels Pod. Get in touch and let us know who you would like to hear on the show. This has been a Spudgun Studios production. I have been Colin Ahern, and I'll see you again next week for another episode of Rogue Pixels. Rogue Pixels.